Hi, this is Tabitha. I'm calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, love, love the podcast. Been following you all for a while. Um, so love the show. Keep it up. I did want to ask what is a good, like, horror theme that you have seen in a non-horror movie? Um, excited to hear you guys' response. Bye. Thanks, Tabitha. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not sure about specific horror themes in a non-horror movie. So I'm 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 gonna cheat just a little bit and say horror scenes in a non-horror movie. And for that, I'm gonna say the one that gave me like deep embedded trauma that I think is actually responsible for my own issues with body horror. Superman three. When the lady is like tur- like sucked into the computer and like turned into a cyborg, like that's not a that's not a thing. Like how did how did that even happen in the Superman writers' room? Where all of a sudden they're like, let's just turn this lady into a robot. Like yeah, like that's not Brainiac. Like what do you? Do? Uh, I, I, I don't I don't know. I, it just it blew my mind, and I watched it again recently, and I'm like, yeah, that's still that still looks pretty messed up. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that scene. It seems so out of place. Also, it's like, yeah, let's make a robot out of a supercomputer. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, how about Megan? Because she's back. Megan's hey, Megan. Back. I'm back. Uh, I, I was trying to think of a song. Like, he's back, the man behind the mask. We need music cues. <laughs> no. Um, well, I'm going to just jump on that same train of non-horror scene and... I feel like the one that always pops in mind, there's two for me. And that is um, Large Marge sent you. Oh, uh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody's expecting that watching Pee Wee Herman. No. Um, <laughs> and then the other one, which I think you could probably make a case that this could be like a kid's horror movie, but Return to Oz, Princess yes. Mumby oh. and her heads. Like what the French toast is that? There's the so entire much- movie. Yeah, the entire those movie. wheelers. Like, oh, oh, wheelers God. are terrible, scary. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure they say they're trying to kill Dorothy. Yeah, and the whole thing starts because it's like she's getting brought in for electroshock therapy. <laughs> so it's you know, so dark. it is a very dark uh, horror horror movie, non horror yeah. movie. I don't know that. Uh, I guess that's open for interpretation. But it, that was, the, was Jim scary. Henson involved at all. It kind of feels like it'd be some Henson Shop creations. It's quite possible. I'm honestly not really sure. I just remember that being a a favorite as a kid and being like, what? That's probably a gateway horror movie for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Labyrinth. Like anything that's like Jim Henson related. Oh, it's a good time. Jim Henson Presents stuff used to be super creepy. Oh, yeah. The the Skeksis from Dark Crystal. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, it was all, like, I know it was for kids, but whoa. Yeah. Does that create a whole generation of horror lovers or people who hate horror with a passion? How about you, Zena? Yeah, still seeing on the kids' movie train, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, mm. The scene that creeped me out still due to this day is the tunnel scene when they're on that yeah. Yeah. boat ride. like, And then he just starts screaming. <laughs> He and we're just supposed to sit there. Yeah, it's really intense. You just see some vision. Like, it's just chaotic. And then another one, because I recently rewatched this movie. This is Canadian. Um, I think it was like a made-for-TV Canadian movie called The Peanut Butter Solution. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> yeah. My brother yeah. used to rent that from the library for us. And it was just creepy. Basically, this kid, like, he mixed together, like, this potion that involves, like, peanut butters in it, obviously. And then it's because it was made by some two ghosts. And then his he gets so scared that his hair falls out. But then they tell him to put, like, the peanut butter you know, on his head. And then it, it's just like, what is this? And I never looked at peanut butter the same. This is why I don't uh, like peanut butter. I want to talk about, can we go back to that era where kids' movies were so absolutely deranged? Because that movie has his best friend who tries the peanut butter solution on his crotch and his pubes start growing uncontrollably and down his pants and out the bottom. Yeah, and I'm like, what kids' it? movie is this? It, I'm telling you, there were just kids who's freaked out by peanut butter. And I was one of, I just don't like peanut butter to this day, like at all. It's gross. It's creamy. Just get it away. And then I guess something that's like, that's like it's non- gross. It's creamy. Get it away. <laughs> What if it has chunks? Would that change it up a little bit? Like, it, it doesn't, I don't like. I just don't really care for it. But That's um, totally and then a, another one that is like this isn't a kids movie, but this movie it's labeled like a dramatic thriller. But to me, it's always very horrific. We need to we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, just that whole that movie horror. is horrific. Yeah. So That's a terrifying yeah. movie. The, the yeah. other thing I was thinking of was um, what is it? Uh, Train Spotting. For those of you who've seen Train Spotting, when oh, uh, yeah. the, the baby on the ceiling what? hallucination is pretty terrifying. It is, it is nightmare fuel. Train and then spotting. Uh, Mulholland Drive, I believe, with the yeah. the two when they go around and find the dumpster lady, which is Bonnie Aarons, the actress who plays Valak the nun. Yeah, um, Requiem for a Dream. Oh. Pretty much any, pretty much any the like hardcore movie. drug abuse like themed movies. Like there's a theme. Yeah. Hardcore drug abuse, there's going to be some horror involved in that. Yeah, drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> Call to. Hey, John, Megan, and Zena. I am calling from Louisville, Kentucky. My name is Seth. I uh, recently had been diving into the Amityville horror series because I didn't realize how many movies were actually in the series, like 20-plus movies, I believe. And a lot of really interesting ones from the 90s and from the 80s that have kind of just been buried that I never seem to hear about or never really see anywhere. Um, just curious if you all have dove into this series very much and if you have what your favorite one is aside from the first Andyville. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Seth. I'm totally going to hand this off because I've only seen the first one and the remake. I, you two have talked about it a lot, like the sequels, and I just sit here like nodding. I have not seen any, Amityville Horror was never in my wheelhouse. So, Zena, you go. Okay. Um. Well, of course, I love the first one, uh, the 79 one. That one's a classic. Then I really love the one from 2005, Amityville, the Amityville Horror. That one creeped me out. I remember I went to the theaters to see it. And this particular scene with the little girl in the closet and how she grabs the babysitter's hand oh, and like, yeah. got yeah, oh my God, I just wanted to leave. Um, mm -hmm. And then <laughs> I love, um, I don't remember which one this is on like where it falls, but it's the one with the the evil lamp. So the evil escapes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that lamp is ugly. Five, right? <laughs> I have it's no idea. I, like, honestly, I don't know where they fall. Just being honest with you, um, the lamp was ugly. There's a chainsaw that comes, like, 
to life for some reason. Poor kid. And then um, Amityville Dollhouse, which I know Megan spoke about this one like a couple of months ago, but I like any horror movie that involves like a dollhouse, just being honest with you. Yeah. So those are my three favorites. But also just keeping in mind too, like um, this series though, like some of it isn't, you know... I think that they're more fun than actually scary. You know, it's more like it has like that cheese kind of feel for it. Um, But besides from like the first one and the 2005 one, those actually did like creep me out. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, so cheese is fine, but peanut butter is gross, huh? (laughs) Because it's creamy. It cannot be be creamy. (laughs) Cannot be creamy. No, Cheese is creamy. What are you not? Why are you not having creamy cheese? Are you not from the Midwest? All cheese is creamy and melted. Not all cheese is creamy. I mean, I sharp do like cream cheese, you know. Parmesan like isn't creamy. Yeah. We should keep talking about cheese, huh? We should. We're, we've rebranded <laughs> since, uh, since I've been gone. How about you, Megan? Um, I am kind of surprised that I I kind of expected Xena to say it's about time. The one with the clock traveling in time. Uh, but yeah, Dollhouse... What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they get they get really really did wonky the, fast. Did the yeah. Amityville series get weirder than Children of the Corn? Yes, because um, there's a three D possible. One. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> three part threes. That was a whole yeah. thing. Three is three D, yeah. um, and that has Meg Ryan in it, and that lady from Bull House. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about all I really remember, except for the well monster at the end. I haven't revisited that one lately, but I do like part two a lot, even though it's like the sleazy kind of prequel version. Mm. And by sleazy, I mean there's uh, an incest subplot. Um, mm. But I do like how it gets all goopy and monstrous at the end. I like that part a lot. Um, and then, yeah, Dollhouse is probably my other fave outside of the the original remake. And, yeah, it's because you literally see demons. There's this whole dimension, and it's all related to this dollhouse. I like dollhouses that are somehow mm-hmm. portals to another hell dimension. That's fun. Huh. Well, speaking of goopy and monstrous, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, <laughs> the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her as the movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Welcome back, Megan. Hello. Welcome back. And you know her from a YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not... We're going to do our quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe the things that will make you smile, too. So, Megan. Yes. What's okay. been filling your heart, you jet set rock star? <laughs> um, I'll go with that. No, um, I obviously was in Toronto for the Toronto International Film Festival, TIFF. And so I've been watching lots of stuff. But I will talk about some of my favorites. Um Neither one of these titles have release dates just yet, but I'm sure Uh it's only a matter of time. The first one is Sisu. It is a Finnish movie from the same director who did Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. The uh, I love that movie so much. Um, I'm not even about to butcher his name. But uh, he decided that because, um, you know, his other movies were PG-13, at least where he's from because i think all of the the full frontal nudity in rare exports makes that r over here but anyways um he decided he wanted to do an r-rated movie about lapland and so he did this really i i wouldn't say it's full-on it's not really horror per se it's more adventure epic it's set in Uh, I think 1944, 1945, and it is basically about an ex-soldier who's living out in the wilderness of Lapland. He 
is mining for gold, hits the jackpot, and loads up his gold and starts to trek to the to the nearby town to cash it in. And he passes by some Nazi soldiers that decide that they are going to murder him and steal his gold, but they don't know who hmm. they picked on. Um, and it is the it is super super violent. So even though it is not necessarily a, a genre movie, the gore, the level of gore, and the crazy ways that um, Nazis die, you might as well. It might as well. I mean, horror fans will love it. It is so insanely fun, and it just escalates and escalates. And just when you think he can't find any more inventive ways to kill Nazis, he does. It's good stuff. Um, it's a it's a crowd pleaser. I I really <laughs> like this movie so much. Uh, yeah, it's and it's really gorgeous too. I mean, it's all kind of outdoors, but he finds some unique ways to shoot this and and frame the action and like it feels like all of these huge production set pieces, but it's you know, putting Lapland on display. It's it's fun. It's so much fun and it's so pretty. It's kind of I would kind of liken it a little bit to Fury Road in a way, as mm-hmm. as far as spectacle and, and whatnot. I mean Whoa. they're they're a little bit different. I don't, you know, don't want to get too carried away with expectation setting. But like as far as we're in a whole different world and there's lots of violence and it's so much fun. Yeah. Well, if nobody sprays himself in the face with uh, spray paint and yells, witness me, I'm going to think you're just a big liar. Yeah, well, then I'm a liar because that does not happen. Sorry. Oh, God, God I'm just it. already sold on it from the title. That's, I, don't, I, think it's, I don't know what Sisu means, but it's a cute title. It does say what it means in the opening title card. But, um, but yeah, it okay. does say. It's so fun. And it is the dad from Rare Exports. He's the ex-soldier in this movie. He's the lead. And it's... That's so good. Um, I think that was probably my favorite that I saw of the fest. And then um, I'm also a super, super huge fan of uh, Jaime Balaguerro. He's uh, one of the directors behind the Wreck franchise. Um, he did Sleep Tight. He did Fragile, which John really liked. Um, he's got an, one coming out called Venus that is part of Alex De La Iglesia's uh, kind of anthology feature film series. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is by Balaguerro, and it is loosely based on H.P. Lovecraft's The Dreams in a Witch House. Um, but this time it's like a woman who is on the run after stealing designer drugs from her crime boss. She hides in her sister's kind of desolate apartment building. It's like a sky rise. Of, well, it's not that tall, but it's a it's a tall apartment building out in the middle of the outskirts of madrid it's kind of isolated um and something funky's going on in that apartment building so it's kind of like this siege thriller with the crime aspect and then you've got the lovecrafty and stuff and they eventually dovetail and it does get super gory violent and it's i thought it was pretty fun some of it's a little vague in love lovecraft storytelling which is typical and then mm-hmm. you know i don't know it's just really fun if you like bloody horror there you go we do love bloody horror. We do. So tip we? was a success? Yeah, I'd say so. Nice. I watched the request from Xena from last week, which is 1975's The Omen, which I watched on HBO. Good job. Mysterious deaths surround an American ambassador. Could the child that he is raising actually be the Antichrist, the devil's own son? All right, Xena, why this one? Because. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that I watched it. Mm-hmm. I definitely like Rosemary's Baby more, but Good. I think it's because 
watching it, I realized how familiar I was with the movie without having seen it. Mm -hmm. Because so many clips between this is all for you and like the dogs (laughs) and like Damien's little look over the shoulder at the Mm -hmm. end and things like that. Uh, I had a pretty good idea of everything that was already going to happen. I really like Gregory Peck. And I think he helped carry the movie for me. Because listening to that kid scream or like scream squeal and the nanny who clearly, I mean, come on. I I, I get maybe you're, they're not set up as absentee parents. <laughs> like they seem to be set up like they're loving parents who, who genuinely care about Damien. And this woman just shows up and they're like, I'm from the bureau when we heard the, what happened. It's like, <laughs> you, that was good enough for you? What? what? I know I get this is 75 or 76, but oh, come on. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then there's a evil dog in the house and well, <laughs> Damien's really grown fond of it. It's like, oh, that's too bad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, go. I think I, I do like love the movie. It's a good time. Um, But, mm. you know, I never. Well, OK, not there's a couple of children I did want to fight, but I would never fight a kid, but I wanted to fight Damien so bad, especially when he was screaming oh. in the car. And yeah. I know it's like oh. I'd probably lose, but it's just kind of like he was just out of And then those little smile, like his little smirks that he mm. would do, you know, Mm-mm. no, you're not going to get away with this, Damien. But clearly I, I he, mean, he did. And I have to give it credit because as far as I know, it really kind of set up the genre, right? I mean, was there anything like The Omen as far as like Antichrist child movies prior to it. How many mm. Antichrist horror child horror movies are there? Besides I'm the sure seventies. So many more. Okay. Since then? Since I bet there's a lot. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of kids are creepy. Yeah. You know, kids are creepy. Well, all the children of the corns, they might all be <laughs> Antichrist. I don't know. <laughs> they oh, never we never really figured out who he who walks behind the rose is. So a blob. Yeah, yeah. a blob. <laughs> It kind of felt like that. It might have been one of the original movies that started talking about like the concept of six 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 being the devil's number too. Oh yeah, for sure. Because that seemed like such big revelatory information within the movie itself. And now, if if it's a horror movie that involves possession or something that doesn't have six 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 or like three thirty three a.m. or something in it, like, it is it even? Are you even satanic, bro? Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Do you even Satan? And. Megan, I'm not going to lie. I, I pulled a mulligan. I'm not going to watch The Innocent. But I have a reason. It's a reader. And I don't have time to do a reader right now. So I went out of my way, took time out of my schedule instead of watching a reader to go to the theater. Whoa. To watch Barbarian. Yeah. And I'm not going to say what it's about. Because Megan and Zena have already alluded to what it's about. And I firmly believe, for those of you who have not seen it but want to see it, don't know anything about it. If you've seen the trailer, that's enough. Arguably too much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say too much because it still doesn't really tell you anything that's going on. Um, but now what you're all about to hear is like two seconds of silence. That's because I cut out all the things that I need to suddenly say to Megan and Zena right now that I can't let anybody hear because it's spoilers. And we're back. (laughs) So that was a lot. And I needed that. I needed to unpack some stuff. 
I think we've agreed that we will do a deep dive on this probably when it comes out on VOD, when more people have an opportunity to see it or more accessible opportunity to see it. Uh, it's something that's for sure. And I'm going to leave it at that. Is it Dark Trio approved? Can we at least? Yeah. Ooh, oh, I... it's up to John. I know. I, I know we're two out of three. I'm just curious if I was correct in prediction or if I'm surprised. And I don't know. What do you think, John? Hmm. <gasps> Wait. It's... I think that we should save it, though, until whenever we do, like, talk about it, though. To okay. be continued. Okay. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And what did you watch this week, Xena? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I checked out House of Darkness 2022 in theaters, but it is now available on VOD. Um, sorry, I, I, I lost track of where I was reading. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Okay, driving home to her secluded estate after meeting at a local bar, a player out to score thinks his beautiful, mysterious date will be another casual hookup. While getting acquainted, their flirtation turns playful, sexy, and sinister. Hoping to get lucky, his luck may have just turned. Okay, so I really, really enjoyed this one more than I thought. Um, so this one has heavy dialogue, but I personally feel like it's worth it, like the payoff at the end. It is like a slow burn, and it has a... There's a subgenre that we are very much familiar with, but I feel like it has like a new spin to it. I'm not going to say because the first trailer, they don't reveal it, but the newest trailer, they started to reveal it. So if you oh. haven't watched it, don't watch that trailer, the newest trailer. So, I mean, I personally would, but if you don't care, then live your life. Who am I to tell you <laughs> what to do? But I mean, I can tell you, it. I started diving into like Hammer movies because I remember telling you guys that that's kind of like a blind spot for me. I won't say which one, you know, but it, it has the vibe of like a Hammer movie and... um. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Like the way, just nice. the build up, the acting, you know, it has a little creepy tone to it. And it's funny. So I feel like I I missed out. I didn't get the memo. Otherwise, I would have watched a Justin Long horror movie this week. Oh. Well, you can watch I it. I know. He's kind of <laughs> returning to form. And then yeah. Tusk 2. Tusk 2. He's going to be our little horror guy. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, and then the next thing I finally finished American Horror Stories season two um, on Hulu. So this is just like the anthology horror TV series. So it's not the same as American Horror Story. Um, so with this one, it's just like a whole new, completely new people, completely new story each episode within like 45 minutes per episode. So there's like eight episodes. The show ended um, about two weeks ago. So I'm not going to lie. The first season of American Horror Stories, I was not a fan, like, at all. But I still watched oh, wow. it because I really love, like, the franchise. And I know that it's silly, and I know that it's not perfect, but I just really enjoy it. Enjoy it. But, yeah, like, the um, when it comes to this, it's like there are so many episodes that just literally I wanted more. And I actually think that the last episode Megan may like, it's called Lake. It's a quiet. Uh -oh. uh oh. Yeah. Very spooky. Like, I just, I want more of that. That to Ooh. me should be like a feature. Um, and then they also have a Bloody Mary episode where it's just like, you know, come on, girls. Why? Why would you do this? But they do. And the way deaths happen to people, um, they did not hold back. It's very discombobulated. Mm. It's very bloody. 
body horror type of stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it it's kind of like a new spin on Bloody Mary. Basically, it, Bloody Mary looks completely different. Like she's black. I was like, whoa, you know, because she looks so cool. Love it. And then on top of that, it's like she apparently grants wishes, like your, your deepest wishes that you have. Um, but of course she wants something in return and then there's wish master style there. Yes. And you guys know how I feel about, you know, deadly evil (laughs) genies. So it has everything (laughs) I love. And then one of my other episodes that I really love, like, um, I recently disconnected, um, my, so on my phone, I have this thing where I can see who's ringing my doorbell, who's pulling up. Mm -hmm. After watching this episode, I deleted it because at this point, I'm good. I don't want to. So basically what happens to this woman, uh, she's just terrorized by someone or something that just keeps on showing up. And apparently it's happening to other people. And it's creepy. It just has like a creepy tone where... At this point, why am I even alive? That's what I would be wondering if it was happening to me. And then, you know, the first episode is about a dollhouse. And again, I really love dollhouse. dollhouse. I do. So it was a complete 180 for you then, huh? Season one, season Season two, night and day. Yeah. And this is like not shady at all, but it was like, I don't know. So like, I remember when um, they were first like tweeting about it, the the show Mm -hmm. last year, or maybe it was the year before. So it was in 2020. And I'm, I think, I think that he, he, someone probably put out there that, um, oh, what kind of stories would you guys want to see? And so then people were just talking about mermaids and saying any old thing. So I think that they tried to do that in the first season. They really tried, but it, it just didn't do it for me. There was a lot of stuff going on in the first season and it, it, that was not it. But with the second season, it was very awesome. Not all episodes, but there's like a couple of surprises, like familiar actors that you've seen before. And again, like the twist that, you know, that some of them have is like really cool. And ill. There's a, um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said it like that, but there is a smallpox <laughs> outbreak episode that is just kind of Uh-oh. like gross. Uh-oh. That's not really scary, but it's just more disgusting. But I mean, I'm here for it. So yeah, that's, that's what I watched on Hulu. <laughs> on Hulu. <laughs> All right. Before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? Oh, did I go first? You did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at this. Uh, I watched Sisu and Venus at TIFF. Um, they don't have release dates yet, but I'm sure it will soon enough. And I watched 1975's The Omen on HBO and Barbarian in the theaters. I checked out House of Darkness in theaters, but it's now available on VOD and American Horror Story Season 2 on Hulu. Before we move on, uh, homework time. Homework. Because I'll need it. Uh, do I need it? I'm hmm. not prepared to give it. Ooh, Zena, are you prepared? Because I think I have one on Tubi that I want to watch that I don't think I've talked about. I am, um, but it's like, what if you hate it and then you hate me? Well, I'm not going to hate you. You didn't make the movie. And even if you did make the movie, I wouldn't hate you. Okay. All right. Well, let me <laughs> let me see where it where I'm not streams. on Twitter. I don't hate people for the things that they make so or the recommendations. And tagging them oh, just to Lord. let them know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. They're so did annoying. Did you know talking about you? Like, why would you do that to me? <laughs> Okay. Um, yes, I can I can give you something. Um, I'll give you something more that's free and I'll wait for you to pay for something next week. Oh good. Okay. <laughs> What's free? 
Oh, okay. Um, it's on Shutter. Have you seen um, What Keeps You Alive? Or did I give you that one? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I, was, think... I gave you Alone With You. Yeah, Alone With You. Okay, because that was between what those two. What Keeps You Alive. It's not a reader, right? No, it's not. Okay. But it is a good time. Or I'll hate you. <laughs> or you'll hate me. Like, or yeah. I'll hate you. It's that simple. It's one or the other. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And then I have one I can I have one that I've I just started watching on Tubi that I'll talk about next week. Uh cool. all right. Enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan and maybe more of us to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going up, Megan? Uh much like it happened earlier this year with X, where just ahead of the release of X, they announced Pearl. That happened again. So just ahead of the release of Pearl, uh, they announced a third movie in the X universe with Maxine and Maxine Triple X. Um, and they announced that with a quick video clip that's really just a vibe um, with a title card and a setting date. Uh, and, and it says it's coming soon. So that quick teaser announcement, it, it revealed that it was going to be called Maxine. Um, and then, you know, the official announcement said that, like, Mia Goth will be back and reprising one of the two roles she played in X. It'll follow Maxine after the events of X as the sole survivor who continues her journey towards fame, setting out to make it as an actress in 1980s Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, they, and if, you know, that's not enough, um, A24 has been going all in they put out a casting call because you know x and dead Pearl body were... no no not dead body sorry ah, this sounds like this will be more speaking but you can try you can try so um they have you know they filmed pearl and x back to back but uh they have not yet filmed maxine so they put out a casting call which you can go onto their website and uh, see the details on how to apply and the deadline for submissions which is september 28th so you have um, a week left a week. to get on that. So if you are interested in appearing in that X universe, go on mm. over and, and get on that. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a dead body. Maybe you can ah. you can put that in your casting submission. Uh, but I think like <laughs> listen, I read the I, rules and it's something <laughs> like. Uh, I just want to send a video like, listen, I don't want to talk. I don't want anyone to look at me. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I just want to lie on the ground. I don't need. I can be a dead body or I'm just a guy lying on the ground. <laughs> That should like it's it's like LA on the sidewalk or something. Like just, I could just, just be like someone passed out. Do um jigsaw from Saw. Like just have that be your audition tape. Perfect. Just laying was... in a pool of blood. My audition my audition yeah, tape. Yeah, it's it. just me lying on the ground. Yeah, just, just yeah, nothing. Don't say just anything. like no sound, just a creepy guy on the floor in a pool of blood. Let's they see would what they pick say. You. They would pick you one hundred percent. Cut everything around it so it's literally you don't see me lie down. You no, don't see it's me just, get up. It opens. You don't even know ends. if I'm actually alive. It could have been someone killed me and sent them a video. Of it's, it. You know, it's even funnier when you read the list of like what they want you to submit, and it's literally oh. a scene between Maxine and Pearl in the height of emotions. So they're probably expecting some screaming fit, and instead they just get a dead guy on tape. Just a quiet dead lying guy. on the ground. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm for it. I, I feel like you you're gonna be a star if you submit that. He <laughs> fits right in. Yeah, we hope we hope somebody let John be a dead guy in their wow. horror movie. 
Fingers crossed. What it, if it's it'll like, happen. does it have to be horror at this point? You just want to be a dead body or does it have to be uh, horror? I mean, I'd prefer horror. I guess it doesn't <laughs> have to be. I, I just want it to be identifiable. You know, yeah. like, I don't want to be, like, D and always sunny where I'm completely covered in blood and it's kind of hard to tell unless I pop up and yell brains. I want to be Dennis who's lying on his head with a little blood coming out of his ear. So you look at me like, there's John, dead guy. Wow, So John. you could be in the theater and be like, that's my body. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Love it. Yeah. We, we want this for you. I don't know how we'll make it happen, but we're going to. I'm not sure vaccines, <laughs> casting call is going to work Might out for right you. One. Yeah. But... Yeah. But give it a shot. We'll see. You, yeah. you don't know. I'm gonna get my I'll get my SAG card as a dead body. <laughs> That's <laughs> you're like some people don't want to be top cast typecast, but John wants to be oh. typecast as the dead guy. Oh, I just feel like I people want. would want to like take a class from you on how to be like a dead body. How like, this is dead. like the launch of your career. I have been practicing my whole life to be oblivious to what's going on around me and not communicate. So I'm ready for this. I got this. I feel like Xena talked about this movie before, right? Mikey? I feel like there was a oh. whole bit in there where he was practicing playing dead to fool the he babysitter. Was a, yeah, he was a terrible little boy. But yeah. He was a terrible little boy. I'm not saying John should be Mikey, but there was like some trick where it was like he had a ball in his armpit. And I'm like, huh. So, you know, I'm just saying there there could be a drama class on playing dead. Yeah. So you're telling First step me is to get you chance. in there. <laughs> get you in the door. Get you your dead guy sag card. Boom. Step three profits. Step three profits. This is a super profitable gig, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um totally switching gears. Uh surprising no one. Stephen King just released a new novel, September 6th, so not even two weeks old at this point, or barely two weeks old at this point, and a movie adaptation is already on the way for Fairy Tale from Paul Greengrass. Uh, Greengrass is behind Jason Bourne and Captain Phillips, so that's an interesting um, kind of inspired choice. He will adapt, direct, and produce the movie. Uh, King's latest novel is an epic tale that follows a 17-year-old boy who inherits the keys to a terrifying world where good and evil are at war. The stakes cannot be higher for that world and ours as he journeys into the mythic roots of human storytelling. So, yes, if you thought Stephen King adaptations and the Stephen King renaissance was slowing down, it is not. It's not it's at not. all. Never not will. I didn't think so. <laughs> and I get to announce... Constantine, the sequel, has officially been announced by Keanu with Keanu Reeves returning. I, mean, I loved the first Constantine movie. I didn't know anything about the Constantine character, though. I was never a DC kid growing up, so yeah. I can understand the people who were upset about the lore and everything else. Like, oh, it wasn't. I thought it was great. I think it's one of my favorite Keanu Reeves roles, actually. Like, he's so just kind of surly and dismissive. It feels so different from the other stuff that he's done in the past. And plus Peter Stormeyer's devil is the best version of the devil. Arguably like next, like Tim Curry. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's so wonderful. But deadline reported that, uh, Akiva Gold's, Akiva Goldsman will write the screenplay and produce a project with his weed road pictures alongside bad robots, JJ Abrams and Hannah Minkella. And, uh, Francis Lawrence is going to be back to direct the sequel. So I'm very excited. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to, like, if they go for more of the true adaptation, because if they're bringing it back for a sequel, obviously the first one made money, but people were mad about it. 
for some reason. <laughs> uh, if they go to the same level of practical effects to recreate the the highway in L.A. for the hell scene or what, but I'm all for it. More Keanu Reeves. If nothing sure. else, then it's just more memes about Keanu and the nice things that he does, and we can all use more Aww, of that. Oh, he's yeah. so nice. Like, I've met him. I've not met him, but he seems <laughs> so nice. He does seem super nice. Well, I, yeah. I, I just realized that I have some news, too, um, about Art, Art the Clown, Yay. you know, Terrifier 2. So um, you can now order your tickets to check out Terrifier 2. It comes out in theaters on Thursday, October 6th, and it's going to be available in like over about, well, about 700 locations. So buy your tickets. Yeah. That's Two and all. a half hours of <laughs> gory Art the Clown mayhem that is unrated. You need it. All right, listeners, your turn. Are you a movie producer who needs another dead body? But like, <laughs> but like pretend, like don't don't kill me. Like just pretend. Any idea when the Stephen King train will end? You can call or text us at the 224-475-1040. The number's also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. I just I'm sorry, you just you 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 made me have this little thing in my head this image of poor john died for his art that's going to be on his epitaph <laughs> oh, he, just he pure wanted irony. so bad to be a dead body that he like you know he got killed on I, set i'm going to oh. be in a freaking alanis morissette song someday <laughs> isn't it ironic all he wanted to be was a dead body then they killed him no. this is yeah. why i'm not a singer no that sounds good <laughs> <laughs> now do a jig my album drops october 1st Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? So, on Wednesday, the 21st, uh, we have the documentary series 101 Scariest Horror Movie Moments. Episode 3 will be out. I don't know if you guys have been checking out this series, um, but basically, master filmmakers and genre experts celebrate and dissect the most terrifying moments of the greatest horror films ever made, exploring how these scenes were created and how they burned themselves into the brains of audience around the world so that's going to be available for you to check out then on thursday we have um on the 22nd we have a horror about a young edgar Allan poe coming to shutter raven's hollow it will be available so check out the trailer for it it looks like it's going to be a good time then we have on friday the 23rd don't worry darling it'll be hitting theaters a 1950s housewife well you guys already know about this movie i feel like i've just been seeing it everywhere (laughs) yeah yeah okay well that's coming out (laughs) (laughs) all right it's a theatrical release leading into halloween so that's i always a plus always yeah so basically it's available it will not today but on friday so you can check it out in theaters and then we have blank Hitting VOD, a desperate writer signs up for a fully AI-operated retreat to cure her writer's block. But when an unforeseen software glitch occurs, she gets trapped inside the unit with an unstable Android and no communication with the outside world. Then we have on Monday, the 26th, um, the movie Soul Survivor from 1984 will be available on Shutter. I just really love this movie. Alone Survivor. It is a good one. Right? It's just magical. A lone survivor of a plane crash is haunted by a feeling of unworthy survival. Dead people start showing up after her to collect her. It's creepy. I love it. And then on Tuesday, the 27th, The Monsters will be available on Netflix, digital, Blu-ray. So this is the reboot of The Monsters that's followed a family of monsters 
monsters. I'm saying monsters. Okay, well, you guys you are, get yeah. it. Thank you. Transylvania <laughs> you to know. American Suburb. So this is Rob Zombie's uh, film. It'll be available to check out. Then we have the survival survival thriller Fall. It'll be hitting VOD. Best friends Becky and Hunter Ooh. finds themselves at the top of a 2,000-foot radio tower. You have to yeah. find out what I happens to I want to watch this one. It looks really yeah. good. Then we have Girl at the Window. This one will be hitting VOD. A teenage girl begins to su- suspect that a mysterious killer stalking her town is not only her neighbor, but also her mother's new romantic interest. And then, just in case if you missed it, Barbarian, check it out. Watch it. And then also, Bloody Disgusting TV is available for you as well as Screenbox. Screenbox. One of those things might be Dark Trio approved. The other two are for sure. The third one, we'll see. We'll see. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on our own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Yeah.